Good morning, Adam. Morning, Rob. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. So um, I guess mm. you've had another another week of standing in the rubble of probably lots of highs and lows. So yeah, talk us through it. Oh yeah, Rob. It's um, yeah. I mean, this whole this whole lockdown has been um, has been a different journey. But yeah, this last week, um, last week or two, I think. Yeah, just really. I mean, some really great things to be celebrating. We got the um, final yes on the funding for Yovo family expansion so we um that's um somewhere around 900 and something nearly a, just under a million pounds over three years to um to expand the work of Yovo family so that's really exciting i think we, um i think some of those some of the things that are going on in the in the community um if anyone's got a house for rent give me a call we need some houses but i can maybe talk about that later um there's lots of things going on um, but obviously as well this week, um, we've been dealing with the, um, the Black Lives Matter, the, you know, having watched, um, the, the murder of George Floyd, um, the week before, um, and it does something to you, doesn't it? And, um, just does something to your soul. And I, um, so, um, you know, I think people will notice we didn't rush into posting something up online and this is our response to this or this is our thought on this. Actually, we just felt it was right to take some time um, to not rush to response, to not, you know, obviously this is the right answer to this or this is the right position on this or whatever. We just thought we'd take some time. And we spent um, some time having some conversations with um, people and actually um, took some time um, to have some conversations, uh, three conversations that I've had that we've, we've put up over the last three days. Um, and and that has just been, um, it's been a profound experience. I think having, having those conversations, um, listening to those stories. I think what's interesting for me is um, already on lockdown, um, as part of lockdown, I did, um, and it wasn't because it was lockdown. I planned it before lockdown. But I ended up. I was doing this um, online learning course with a group of leaders um, in North America, and it was all around how to lead Jesus-centered churches in a polarized, divided world. And we talked a lot about racism, and we talked a lot about what the Bible has to say about that, and how do we lead in those contexts. And we talked a lot about. And it couldn't have been more. Um, relevant over these last over this last week or two um just to have done that deep work and one of the people that um i spoke to this week was keith smith who was one of the guys um actually leading that course um and maybe we can watch a clip of that conversation now the question you had is where is god in this mm. well i think that question is being answered by uh god is in the oppressed God is in the poor, he's in the hungry, he's in the prisoner, he's in the immigrant. And we have to be able to see Christ there. If, if we don't see Christ in those places, you know, so you ask, where was God in the George Floyd, you know, murder? Jesus was in George Floyd. And if we don't see Jesus in George Floyd, there's a problem. You know, and I and I think where I have hope is 
eyes hopefully are opening up to be able to recognize Jesus in the places where he's filling. Um, I think of the parable of the Good Samaritan. Um, you could look and ask in that parable, where was God? You know, obviously God was not in the Levite who passed by. He wasn't in the priest who passed by. And generally you say God is in the Samaritan who stopped. But where I'm challenged right now is to say, wait, no, God was in the man. Jesus was in the man beating and bleeding on the side of the road. And I think real hope and change comes when we see Jesus in those spaces, not just the rescuer or the hero or the, but he is the victim on the side of the road, bleeding, broken, and needing help and help. And so as we're able to see God in those places, I think real change starts to come. Well, yeah, yeah. as you say, it's hugely powerful and really profound, isn't it? It's, um, I was, look, I think, you know, thank you for taking the time to do that, Adam. I think it's really important to hear these other voices, isn't it? And as you say, I know that there's three um, of these that you've posted online so far. Haven't yeah. you? We really want people to engage with those and, um, yeah, mm. connect with that. Yeah, Keith Smith is one. That's, um, I thought it was important to listen to a um, a a leader of, you know, the community of black um, leader in America. I've, um, but also um, Mike Royal was the first one. He's um, bishop of the Pentecostal Church, um, significant leader in Birmingham, one of the, you know, one of the most significant uh, leaders in the black church in, in the UK. Um, direct um, co-chief executive of Cinema Network and a real voice into that community and that was the first conversation and then our own Hannah Scollin was the second conversation because I thought it was important to listen to voices in our own community and that was a just a profound conversation too really courageous and honest conversation from Hannah um, but yeah I would really encourage everybody to um, to take some time maybe not listen to the three in a row uh, maybe you know over the next few days maybe pick one a day or something and and sit and listen and um because i think listening is an important posture for us um at the moment and we have put some stuff out and um i have been on twitter a little bit commenting on a few things i have um i did put a little video out the other day but um i think i want us to do more listening and less talking but on this issue um, I think there's a lot for us to learn as a church. Yeah. And, and doing those discussions, what has it made you think about sort of the weeks ahead and how we need to respond, as you say, yeah, connect with it, listen, focus on Jesus. What else has it made you think in terms of our response? Yeah. Um, great question, Rob. Um, I think, I think for me, I think there's some there's some reflection for us as a church. Um, I think one of the things that has resonated with me is, um, you know, we are a diverse and inclusive church. Um, so I think we're um, we're racially di diverse, um, particularly um, in Somerset, um, but are we culturally diverse? Um, so 
do we make space for the different um do we make space for different cultures not just the different people and um and how do we those, allow those cultures to be expressed and i think that's that's something of a challenge and i think one of the other things that i'm thinking through quite a bit is um how what are the things that we need to um draw a line on what you know as a as a jesus-centered church um you know we, we don't draw lots of lines as a church we don't kind of go these are the walls and you're either on the right side of this wall or you're out um, you either follow all these lines or you're out like we don't do that we are a broad church um politically theologically like culturally socially you know we're a broad church and um and and we gather around Jesus with this hope, with this expectation that we are drawn to Jesus, that we move towards Jesus together. And as we move towards Jesus, we're transformed and we're, um, yeah, we're transformed and we're, um, we become more Christ-like and we learn to love each other even where we disagree. We learn to encounter Jesus and God through each other, um, especially where we differ. Um, through our different cultures and through our different, um, and I think that's very much who we are as a church. And so, what we do, we don't tend to draw lots of lines, lot, put lots of walls, or, or you're either the right side of this or you're not. We don't tend to do that. And yet, um, there was something, you know, if we're going to gather around Jesus, it's important that Jesus is recognized. And there, there was something, and I just agonized over this um, because we don't really make political statements. Um, very often because we have conservative labor we have you know on the american side i guess you know we have um republicans and democrats we're, we're broad and um but um when but this is an issue that i think we do need to speak on and, and when donald trump used tear gas and rubber bullets to clear a path so he could stand outside a church that he wasn't invited to to hold a bible up that he hadn't read and and put himself in this position of the man of God or whatever, whilst using violence on his own people, whilst threatening violence on his own community. Um, I think it's important we say stuff in those moments because that is not what Jesus is like. That is a misrepresentation of what Jesus is like. This, this, Jesus came to, you know, he could have used power to dominate and to win and he didn't he sacrificed he could have used violence the people were ready to go and he didn't um jesus is not like that well you understand what god is like when we look at jesus and, and so then you know the the um the commandment says do not take the lord name of the lord your god in vain and we often think that means like don't say oh jesus christ or oh god or whatever and you know, use profane language in that sense but Actually, it's so much more than that. What the Hebrew actually means is don't take upon yourself the name of God or put yourself in a position where you're a representative of God and then live in opposition to that. And and I think that, um, I think what Donald Trump did on that evening is about the starkest example of that that I've seen. And to, to put himself in this position outside this church, hold the Bible and live in total opposition to what God is like, the God he's supposedly representing. Um, and if we're going to be a Jesus-centered church, I think those things we have to call out. Um, and and that's not always particularly comfortable for me, but that's something that I'm that's something that I've been thinking about 
a lot over this last um, week. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, yeah, I think we could just uh, pray into that actually. So, yeah, just, I just would like to everyone to take a moment this morning to let's just have a moment of quiet just to let that sit, just to for us all to really think about that, think about what our response is, think about how we're going to listen. Just going to read um, Jeremiah 22, verse 3. This is what the Lord says. Do what is just and right. Rescue from the hand of his oppressor, the one who has been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the alien, the fatherless or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood mm. in this place. Yes, Lord, I just want to just lift this to you. Lord, you created each and every one of us in your own image. Lord, speak to us. Help us to find any prejudices we may have and root them out, Lord. Lord, we pray for justice, for peace, for mm -hmm. restoration. Lord, we pray for America and, and, and our response in the UK and that it's a life-giving response. Lord, we ask for your help to listen to see more clearly, to be more inclusive and to be a blessing in our communities. Mm. Amen. 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 Thanks, Rob. Right, Adam, over to your... Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been, um, it's been quite a week and it's been quite a few months and it's been quite actually quite a few years and um over these last few weeks um as we've gathered online we've been looking at you know, how do we um respond to what's going on how do we care for ourselves how do we bring about what um god wants to do in us how do we um what are the lessons we can learn from different stories in scripture and, and how do they adapt to and how do they speak into our current circumstance and i think a lot of us went through a lot of shock um, a lot of us went through a lot of challenges. A lot of us went through a lot of um, difficulty and, and different circumstances. And also, for some people, maybe this has been um, really refreshing and really renewing. And different people would be in different places, and and that's good. But it it feels like um, we're at a new place now, and I feel like we want to start a new series called. Standing in the rubble. I just want to explain a little bit about what this series is. It's about so we can um, look at it over the coming weeks, um, and I can explain a little bit what we've done to enable us to to look at this. So, um, I mean, if I go back twelve years, um, which might feel like a long time to go back, and don't worry, this isn't going to be a long conversation. Um, but twelve years ago, I was looking at. Um, taking on the leadership of the team and what that team looked like and whatever. And I was out in Brazil and this weird thing happened. Um, I mean, I go to Brazil, um, I've been to Brazil a number of times, but on this one occasion, um, it just seemed that everywhere I went, people prophesied over me. Now, that's not the normal, I mean, people, obviously people in Brazil, in Brazil are prophetic, but it just wasn't, it's not my normal experience um, that, you know, it might happen once whilst I'm over there on any particular trip, but I mean, it, this was like every day. And like, 
and numerous times a day. And and people, not just in church services, whatever, people showing up, to finding out where I was staying and showing up and going, I've got this word for you and I need to pray this over you. And um, It was extraordinary. And and some of the things that I remember, you know, this, there were these real themes to what these prophecies were saying. And it didn't, didn't matter what city I was in, didn't matter, yeah, um, what group of people I was in, um, it was different church leaders in different contexts, even so, a couple of um, South Korean church leaders, um, met me in this conference and went you're the guy that god told us about that we, we we've got this word for we want to we want to share with you um and and these words were that the uk is going to be shaken they taught used different word, different things but there was words of earthquakes and a, a real shaking and a, a shaking down um and that what God was calling us to do as the church was to um, position ourselves, to form ourselves, to develop a culture within ourselves, to establish something that when this great shaking came, that when this earthquake came, when everything fell, we wouldn't be this voice saying, oh, we told you so, this is the judgment of God or whatever. We would be this voice of hope. We would be a voice that said, this is the way, walk in it that we were building something and renewing something, some, some walls that had been shaken and, um, and, and had fallen, but we, would, we weren't just restoring what had been, we were building something new. And my mind has kind of gone back. I mean, it's, these are words I've held throughout because it always felt that we're moving towards something. And I think over the last two or three years, I think, we've, again, we've been aware of various prophecies about something's coming. Um, if I think back to 2017 and this prophetic sense of um, you need to start digging your own wells because where you're going, you're not all going to be um, able to rely on the one central well, as it were. Um, people need to start digging their own wells. And I think that's an important word for um, today and then in 2018 we had this sense that the 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 ways the patterns the habits the systems the way we had operated how we did things um, had got us here but it wasn't going to get us where we were going everything was going to change we needed to find new rhythms and new patterns and new um, new ways of doing things and um and that change was coming and we were in a time of transition. And we got to 2019 and we felt like we were still in this time of transition. And the sense from God was like, well, you're out of time, it's, it's here. Like the new is now, whatever God is up to is, is now. And you know, if I, and I go back another you know, two years again, and that's when Pete Gregg called me about wildfires and goes, God's doing something. We want to get the churches together who are sensing something, uh, who, are, who are part of this. Because I think whatever was spoken over in Brazil wasn't just about YCC, but it was about this move in the church in the UK. There was, it, wasn't, it was going to be a, a coming together of churches in the UK who, who, who were all part of this. And I think that's what wildfires is about. And, um, and Pete talked about this sense that we wanted to contend for the new awakening. We wanted to contend and step into what God was doing. And there are all these words about something new as a foot. And, um, but, these, but these words that we've been having um, in 17, 18, 19, um, and even early 20 were, 
were about earthquakes, more about tsunamis. Um, and I remember, you know, various times, different people would come and go, I'm a little bit worried about these words because um, while we talk about them, maybe like, oh, there's this wave of renewal or it's going to be like a tsunami, but tsunamis are quite destructive. And are we ready? And is that really what we should be praying in? And, and do we really want a, a tsunami? And, and my sense has always been that this wasn't about whether we were praying this in or not. This wasn't about, this wasn't something God was doing. This was something God was saying, this is coming. This is coming. The question isn't whether it's coming or not. Do you have faith for it to come or not? Or, no, no, this is coming. The question is, are you going to be ready? The question is, how are you going to respond? The question is, how are you not just going to respond for yourselves, but um, for everybody? And I think that amidst this tsunami where things are being leveled, um, think back to prophetic word where it talked about this wave coming across the beach and all the sandcastles that have been built were just leveled. Everything was leveled and we got to start again. And um, and it just seems to resonate so much with where we with where we are. It seems to resonate so much with where we are. And a year ago, we spent seven weeks praying because we had this sense that we were at the walls of Jericho, we were at the, the threshold maybe of the promised land, that, that yes, there are these words about something's coming and everything's going to be different and nothing's going to be how it was and everything's going to fall in tsunamis and, and we, the ways we've done things aren't going to work in the in the new reality. And we had these words, and but we couldn't really see what it was. And, and, and you know, again, we recognize it's not God that's bringing this, but at the same time, God is saying, and I'm going to use this. I'm going to work within this. I'm going to, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be with you and work with you through this to bring about a new awakening, a new renewal, a new move in the church, a new time, a new season, whatever language we want to use. And and this sense in 2019 of God saying, well, no, it, it's kind of here. We felt like maybe we're on the threshold of something. And and so we spent seven weeks walking, praying, walking around, like, like you know, in our, to visualize it, like walking around the walls of Jericho. And we met for seven weeks and then, and we walked and we prayed and, um, and tried to sense what God, was up to because we wanted to see um, the new or whatever whatever it was that's coming and here we are now in um, 2020 um, and and I think it's fair to say that this tsunami these walls falling this sense that we had back then a year ago um, that this was just going to impact every aspect of our society, every aspect of our community, every aspect of us, but we could not see what it what it was um, beyond that. And I think it's fair to say that this has been extraordinary, or to use a word that it seems to me to be used every day in various meetings, unprecedented um, is the word of the moment, isn't it? And here we are, here we are, standing in the rubble of those fallen walls um, at the threshold of the promised land at the same time. And we see all this difficulty, suffering around us, and not just to do with the coronavirus, but, but the, the death of George Floyd has, has caught hold of our imagination like like previous previous incidents haven't and we 
don't need to get into why or why not, but there, this is a moment of change. And we need to be praying into that change. We need to be praying into that these, are, these moments aren't lost, that they're not wasted. We need to be praying into that. But at the same time, we need to recognize that God is at work here. I was reading, um, I was reading Isaiah 43. In verse 18 and 19, it says this, um, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. But I think this presents, and you know, that scripture talks of, this is a new thing. And, and I think it's really important we try to not cling on to or rediscover the things that are gone, things that are past. This isn't a time for, to preserve um, the more comfortable ways um, that we're familiar with. It's a time for new paths. It's a time for a new way. It's a time for new colors. It's a time for new habits. It's a time for us to see the world through different lenses. It's a time for us to step in to our communities in different ways. We are now a dispersed church. Um, gathering online, one church, many living rooms, but we are dispersed church. Um, I was in a conversation um, this week with a church leader. You say maybe we've just planted a lot of churches. Maybe now the churches are in your homes, in your neighborhoods. Um, and what's that gonna be like? Um, thought that I've been thinking through recently, you know, there's this idea in scripture of the priesthood of all believers, which kind of comes from um, the one Peter. And um, and maybe we're all now priests in our own homes and in our own neighborhoods and in our own communities. Maybe we're all people called by God to be planted. Some of the script, some of the pictures that have been coming through are of, are of rubble, are of rocky, rubble, broken. But through this rubble, um, through this rubble is a, comes a huge um, cedar tree. And I think who we are as YCC, who we are, essentially the, the family stuff that we're doing, opportunities we have around homeless. And like I say, um, you know, if there are people in the church who have a house that maybe is available for rent, then come and talk to us. There are opportunities for doing something different around homelessness. And I think there's all sorts of things that we're able to do because we are, as we are as the church, you know, as YCC and as part of the church in Yeovil. Um, but also at the same time, pictures came through of flowers coming out of this rubble. Um, we've seen another picture come through of just lots of seeds scattered. And um, maybe now is the time for us to be um, priests in our own 
neighborhoods um, where priests are the people who evidence God, are the intermediaries who connect the people we serve with the God that we serve, who are the visible representation of the invisible God that we represent, who bring hope and restoration, who bring life and beauty into their um, context, who reveal God through their words and their actions and how they lead and how they love and how they care. Now is not a time to preserve, to protect. Now is a time to create and innovate, to love where we are. Um, and so let me encourage us to do that. And, and so we're going to spend some time over these next few weeks on this series called Standing in the Rubble. We're going to look at what character formation, spiritual formation looks like. We're going to look at maybe what is God doing? Um, how do we adapt to this new? What does, what does it look like to be a priesthood of um, all believers? What does it look like to... Um, consecrate ourselves what does it look like you know we understand that our weapons are prayer and worship in this new reality that God is saying to us repeatedly learn how to kneel learn how to kneel learn how to spend that time to let the spirit work in us to connect with God to allow the spirit to form us and to shape us to to build those rhythms of intimacy with with God and with Jesus learn to listen and that's particularly relevant over this last um couple of weeks and as we listen to the voices that are different to us uh, listen to the voices that are not like us maybe the voices sometimes that maybe disrupt us a little bit or a little bit more uncomfortable for us um, learn learn the language that that um connects um in this new landscape learn one of the things i um also feel that maybe God is saying um, to me at the moment, but maybe also to us as a church, is learn inadequacy. Learn inadequacy. We know that in God we are enough, but we don't have to be great at everything. It's okay to, um, for the challenge to be greater than us. Okay for the challenge to be greater than us. To be on to be beyond what we can do in our own strength. That's where we encounter God. That's where we meet God. At the end of ourselves. That's where we are able to see more of God. Learn to look up and lean in and listen. So we're gonna take some time. We're gonna take some time to look up and lean in and listen, to try and understand what. God is up to, to try and understand what it means to stand in this rubble and to find a path through. And we're going to be listening to some voices. So we're going to be doing this on Sundays, but also in the same way we've just done some some conversations around um, Black Lives Matter and, and the race issue. Um, I've been recording some conversations as well over the last week or two and have more conversations to record over the coming weeks um, with people in our own church, people, um, other church leaders in our town, people across the Southwest. Um, people nationally and internationally what is God doing in this new we want to spend some time to listen we need to find rhythms of prayer that get us on our knees um, so we need to learn to kneel we need to learn to look up we need to learn to lean in we need to learn to listen and I think this is what standing in the rubble is going to look like for us over these next few weeks as we try and discern what is God up to 
What does the new look like? How do we adapt? How do we step into? What is our posture that's required to prophetically see the fullness of this renewal and this revival that God is talking about? So I hope that you'll join us in that. Um, I hope that you'll join us in that. Maybe you can pray as we go into um, our response with Julie. Um, if you do have prophetic words or senses of what God is doing, we'd love to hear them. Feel free to email them in. But also, as we gather at the end of service, we have this Zoom room at the end of service for people who just want to gather, chat, say hi, bring a cup of tea or coffee or whatever along with you and, and have a chat. And even in that context, if it's something that you, um, yeah, live at yoga.cc and you'll get a link on there of how to, how to get there and, um, and come along and hang out. But even in that context, if you have a sense of what God is saying, and um, it would be great um, for you to come and bring that. But Lord, we just want to invite you. Um, invite you to disrupt us a little. Um, invite you to meet with us in new ways, to help us forge new paths, paths of discipleship, um, paths of connection and intimacy with you, and paths of, paths of transformation in our homes, in our neighborhoods, and in our town, in our community, in our region, and in our nation. Lord, we wanna, we wanna fall into your arms. We wanna connect in with you. We wanna lean in and we wanna learn to listen. So Lord, help us to pick through the rubble to navigate a path, not to go back to rebuilding what has fallen down, but to have the courage to create and innovate new paths, new ways, new communities gathered around you. Amen.